The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing fine. I'm, you know, holding my own in the midst of this uh, crazy heat wave that we're in. Um, I know. But this weekend is going to be fabulous, and I'm, I'm happy with that. And then we go back to the soup again, I guess, next week. But oh, really? I didn't see is. that. I thought it was supposed yeah. to be in the 80s next week. Okay, got to look at that. Well, that's okay. It could be in the 80s, but I'm just saying it's the humidity level that yeah. is the thing that makes it so uncomfortable. But yeah. uh, there's nothing we can do about it. So, no. Whatever. Okay. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. And so <sighs> we get to the end of the summer faster than I Aww. can even imagine. I just can't believe it. I mean, I just feel like the whole thing was a month long. That's how it felt. Well, it always goes quickly. But you, you had your wonderful, your wonderful, your um, wonderful canopied patio this year. Yes, I did. Which, which you made a lot of use out of. Yep, and that's um, that's where I've been spending. I told you that it reminds me of when my father put in the built-in pool in our yard and he said yeah. to me, see that pool out there? That's your country club. <laughs> and oh. so that's how I look at it in my yard because, you know, it's, my yard is beautiful and there's just so many wonderful plants and flowers and everywhere you look, there's something. And on each side of my canopy, I have all of these really big butterfly bushes now are on one side. And on the other side, which is connected on a trellis to my shed, is a beautiful, huge um, honeysuckle, um, big, um, bushy kind of thing. It's, it's beautiful. And so because the um, hummingbirds love both, they are back and forth and back and forth and they're at the honeysuckle and they fly over the top and then they're over uh, at the um, butterfly bushes and then we have all of these monarch butterflies all over and these bumblebees and it, it's just, it's amazing to see nature and all, and then the, the birds and the bees and all of these wonderful things that go on and you just, they just, and how they, go right to the flowers and they did the, you know, they're, they're after the, the, the flowers and the pollen and the nectar and all that. It's just amazing to see nature that way. So I could sit there and, and then of course the pond and the little waterfall. So I'm the birds are, they, it's funny because I also have a bird bath. So they're in there and then they do the, the <laughs> dirt bath that they do. And then they jump in to be in the water and, it's, and then they all go like a, a huge amount of sparrows. There has to be like 40 of them. And they all go inside of the honeysuckle. And then all of a sudden, like a wave, they're like <laughs> flying all over the place. And they all come out at one time. And literally that's the noise they make because their wings are bent. Oh, my God. It's just in the blue jays. And then they, they're, they're nasty. They're beautiful. Oh, but they're nasty. And I think that. I've said this. They, they, they Well, you know what happened the other day? Um, 
a baby kitten. I don't know if I told this story or not, but of course we have feral cats in our neighborhood. And yep. because of the feral cats, there's been no chipmunks at all. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So the cats, there was one of the cats at one point I saw the cat walk up my towards like on the side of my neighbor's yard. And I said, what is in that cat's mouth? And I said, it looks like a little ball of fur. Well, of course, it was a baby kitten. And because that's how the mothers carry their young oh, by yeah. their, you know, the back of their neck. And, the, and I'm right. thinking, oh, my God, they had that cat had kittens. Dear God, dear God. So now the kittens are around. And this morning, Sean said to me, Mom, I just saw a kitten out here and he's black and white. And I told him about the mom carrying him up, carrying the kitten at that point, um, like months ago. Yeah. And um, they're all over, but, but then there was another cat. There's three kittens. And, and the one cat is sort of like a tortoise shell kind of look to it. Mm-hmm. Then the other one's gray and the other one's black. So this cat was lying in wait <laughs> right near the bird feeder. This little kitten lives. Yes. And a blue jay went down underneath the feeder and that cat mm-hmm. went to go after the blue jay. Well, you should have seen that blue jay go after that. It squawked and its wings flapped at that cat and that cat ran the other direction. <laughs> it was so funny because they, but, but the, what I was, what I marvel at is the, is the natural instinct yep. of that cat to know what to do at such a very young age. I mean, it's amazing yep. to me. What and so this has been my sideshows all summer long when For I'm out sure. there, you know, whether I'm having my coffee and reading the paper in the morning or when I get back from work or if I'm not going into the office and I'm at working from home. I it's just amazing because I sit out there, it's like a nature office, you know. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's been the best thing, one of the best investments that I made was putting that up because. You know, I see a lot of people on Facebook who put an actual, and a friend of mine, one of the, um, a guy who was at my house because he did my inspection a couple months ago, he said he was going to do an awning, but he said, I decided to do a, like an actual, um, um, like constructed um, cover where he's mm-hmm. because he said I, it just was easier to do and I know a lot of people do that too but I just kind of like that the material look I think it softens the look a little bit so I'm mm-hmm. just so happy I did it because when it rains now twice we've had to get off the deck because it was blowing the wind was blowing and the rain was coming on no matter what but for the most part you can sit there you don't get the direct sun you don't get the the water it's 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 been seriously it's been a, a wonderful time and again I never care if it rains anymore because I know I can still be outside and mm-hmm. be undercover so it's worked out do really you, nicely. Do you have any way to gather any of the rainwater? Actually, I do. I have a rain mm. a big rainwater bucket which is not hooked up yet. And I just said to Meyer the other day. Um, Sorry about that. Um, I just said to Meyer the other day, we have to hook up that rain uh, bucket because 
that really is the best way to water things. And it's a big, big, yeah. big thing. So we do have to get that to capture it. But yeah, that, mm-hmm. that'd be great. But seriously, between, you know, and, the, and the, then the garden and the things that are coming out of that garden, the, be- our, the tomatoes are just starting to pop. And um, we had a few of those. And my friend Mary Jean had a little um, patio garden, uh, tomatoes, I should say. And she brought some over and I made fresh salsa the other day with them. And and there's nothing like the difference of that. Um, it's just, oh, yeah. It, it's, it's just amazing, the stuff that you, you get. And you, I just, I don't know. It, there's just, you, you don't, I feel like I don't even know where I am back there. I feel like I'm in another mm-hmm. world because it's just so pretty and tranquil. So, and then you walk out front and you're right on Jefferson Avenue. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we have the patio like. We, well, I love it. We have the patio lights on, the arbor in the back, and then that's off my patio. And then on the deck, we have Meyer put up the um, patio lights all around the, the whole perimeter of the um, mm-hmm. um, the uh, uh, awning itself. So it's, it's, it's yeah. great. But didn't, you yeah, also, um, didn't we talk about once before that you had some device you got from QVC? It's a, a kind of a bug zapper. No, I got rid of that. No, because it doesn't work. It, does, it never oh, works. Okay. It never works. So Meyer actually has these actual bug zappers on the deck um, okay. that make a noise, which I really don't like. But I it know. has, and I'll tell you, that has saved us because the bugs are bad because of this. there's so much... There's so many things for bugs to love back there in that area. Yeah. When it starts getting dark, um, it you know, the mosquitoes and everything alike. So it is a little bit easier when the lights are on because, you know, they don't come around as much. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I, that thing never worked from the get-go. I got rid of that, but those zappers kind of do it. And um, But what are you going to do? You, you got to <laughs> better than being eaten alive back there. Well, do you ever have any problems with the rain uh, or the wind in any of the big, the flowers or the pots you have out there? Mm, Do they ever tip them over? No, not really. I mean, knock on wood. Um, No. As a matter of fact, what I did, I put on my front porch, I have awnings all around my front porch too, because it's, you know, my house is a Victorian, so I have a wraparound porch Mm -hmm. and I have awnings on the front porch and I put flower boxes out, wire flower boxes, pretty ones that I bought. And this year they were all around the porch. And then I, I used a, um, impatient plant because I, they, they like shade and sun. Well, the ones, mm-hmm. um, the one side where really no sun gets in, they were just, they weren't dying, but they weren't flowering. So I just decided Joe was there this weekend and I said, Joe, let's move all of these minus the four that are there that are flowering beautiful around the curve of my porch. Let's move all the rest back to the, to the deck because there's plenty of room on the deck. So now my entire deck is completely covered in these um, pretty white metal looking, scrolly looking metal um, 
planters and that we added them all around the rest of the deck and it looks really pretty because they're like that um, salmon kind of rusty salmon color impatient and then and everything just blends in it's just it really it looks beautiful so they're believe it or not just a couple days of the sun and some food because I, I made sure I fed them this as soon as we put them out there so that they would get the nutrients a little bit a little bit of zap of that and already they're starting to flower beautifully and um it, it just looks gorgeous so i said i thought i wasted i thought oh god did i buy them they thought no this is perfect because they fit all around my deck and then i just leave the other four out on the flat awning where it gets the sun and the shade and that's and it's just around the curve of my porch so i left those and it, it just looks really pretty it just the flowers have been beautiful this year oh so, yeah Everybody yeah, said that so. between the, the heat, the high temperatures, and all the rain. And had. the water. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's predefined the word lush. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's really, yeah. it really is. It, it's beautiful. So, but anyway, that's been my, and I haven't gone away, away. So to me, I don't need to because it's right there and I don't even have to pack an overnight bag. You know what I mean? It's yep. perfect. Yeah. So, yep. I was thinking about the same experience that you were talking about when last year during COVID, we lived at our place at the lake and we moved up there in March. So I just caught the piece where trees were starting to bud and then we left in December. So we went through the whole cycle of watching the trees bloom and then uh, at the end there, watching them lose their leaves and go back to the way we found them. And it was just interesting to see that transition that we all just take for granted. But mm-hmm. since I was, I had an office there and I started there and just looked out the window on the balcony and there, there it was. And I really wish I had been able to do one of those, uh, what do they call those um, type of photography where time lapse where you can mm-hmm. watch what happened to them because it's just amazing. When you're with oh, it every God. single day, you don't notice it. But when you look at it in that contrast, wow, it's just, it's phenomenal what happens. I know. I know. It's good stuff. Well, we're going to take a quick break, my dear. So um, yep. stay tuned. Keep listening. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises because it is who you know. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Lori and Lynn Show. I'm Lori Cadden, the owner of Lori Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I'm managing director and financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole bunch of other places. And I'm I'm gonna read a little something here. It was a a blog post that I, I was looking at today. This is a woman that we have talked about before on air, and she is she's quite a, a character. And I don't know, if, as a point of reference, if anybody has ever seen it, but usually GoDaddy.com has been uh, one of the sponsors associated with the Super Bowl. And every year they have controversial type ads. And I remember that she was one of those that, they used as an example um, of a woman who was at some point well into her, I think, 70s or 80s and was setting this example of a woman who started um, her own web page and associated with a blog. She was quite a character. And I don't know, as I read this today, I don't know if she actually wrote this, but it was on her website. So she called it for all my readers who struggle with letting themselves have something they love, which is so appropriate after the conversation we just had about your backyard patio. She said, I can never settle for accepting something just as it is. I'm compelled to find out the quote history end quote of it. I can't seem to embrace or comprehend the person, place or thing unless I do. I spend hours and days going down rabbit holes of research to come to this understanding. How did this come to be? Perhaps there is some DNA involved. My mother wanted to be a history teacher and never was. 
I did not know this until years later when she mentioned it as an afterthought. My grandmother had a library full of historical fiction and nonfiction. There was always a book on the table or tucked into a bag of knitting. If I hadn't wanted to understand my history, I never would have become a social worker. That was one of her many iterations in life. Mm -hmm. History was always my highest grade in school. My favorite professor in college was my history teacher, a brilliant woman who I ended up disappointing because I went to graduate school for criminal justice while she saw me working in a museum or going on for advanced degree in American studies. She knew my mind and worked so well. She recognized the ghostwriting I had done for a friend to earn some cash for the cigarettes and booze that fueled my college career. Early in my second year, I chose history as my major. And at the end of it, I double majored and yoked it to sociology. I further disappointed her when I missed receiving the history award at graduation because my acting out behavior caused me to miss the first month of my last semester. I can't imagine what that was, but anyway, I, I remember her saying, quote, if it wasn't for something, the award would have been yours. It should have been yours, end quote. While I won the award for sociology, perhaps a more forgiving discipline, I felt nothing at the receipt of it. I'm 68 now. I've bought an old house, 1912 to be exact, so I could spend my days researching it. What kind of house is it? how it came to be, the history of where I live now, and the history of what was happening then. My new old house is a transitional Victorian, which means it references some features of the excesses that were part of the Victorian design, but transitioned into more of a humble and utilitarian arts and crafts style. There's a tower with an octagonal room at the top where I sit and write. As I wait and watch this first year to see what's already planted, before I think about landscape and garden design, I research the history of gardens to imagine what mine may be. I am flooded with memories of the gardens, the fruit trees, and the frogs that were part of the landscape of my grandparents' house when I was young. Riding in our blue and white Ford, we would make a turn onto the narrow road where they lived and the lush green damp darkness formed by the canopy of trees would surround us and cool us down. A refuge from the hot asphalt playground that adjoined our apartment building. She doesn't say where that was, but I have a feeling it was Manhattan. There was a gate with a bell and a gravel driveway. We would hop out of the car and ring it to announce our arrival. In front was a stone wall built centuries ago. There were hostas lining a meandering bluestone walk along with bursts of orange tiger lilies. Could this be where my love of the color orange comes from? Perhaps my delight to find hostas already in place in my new old house. The farmhouse from the 1800s, my grandparents' home, was set back from the road and everything about it both inside and out reference history. My grandmother chose arts and crafts style furniture for every room. She covered the beds with quilts and everything in this house had a purpose. They set a kitchen table against a window and had a Peterson's Guide to Birds 
sitting on the ledge for easy reference. My grandfather's watercolors and pen and ink drawings from trips to Europe years ago hung on the wall, and there was a room up the narrow stairs and to the left that contained his, his drafting table and a high stool. Outside in the side yard were chairs he constructed from tree branches. When we started school, we got a small patch of land somewhere on the property that became our very own garden. We could decide what to grow, and we had to tend to it whenever we came up for the weekend. Our chores were garden-relevant. We helped our grandmother pick from her cut flower garden to arrange in the vase on the long farmer's table in the dining room. I went with my grandfather to pick vegetables for the meal. I experienced my most happy and cherished childhood times here. It was all over when my grandfather died suddenly. And shortly afterward, my grandmother sold it all so she could run away and travel the world. The cooling balm of nature was gone, replaced with the relentless heat and sun radiating from the concrete where we lived. I've always admired my grand grandmother for being such a rebel, doing something most women of her time did not dare to do. I think, though, as her money ran out and she miserably rotated between her resentful daughter's homes, I remember them arguing about who should have her next. I suspect she asked herself if the short-term high of it, the hundreds spent on cosmetics and clothes, as she sailed around the world, was worth it in the end. I wonder if she had taken up her cello again. She stopped playing during the Great Depression. It had to be sold. After my grandfather died, if that could have given her the meaning, she saw it through her acquisition of novel things and experience. Perhaps her music had meant so much to her, she could not bear to have it abruptly taken away again. As I write these words, I realize that my new old house is my way of returning to the place it gave me such joy and was so abruptly taken from me. This regulation occurred at the hands of another woman, and for the first time, I feel a tinge of anger towards my grandmother. I always thought my mother unjust to be so angry at her. Perhaps I can better see why. I had a dream last night that I climbed to the top of a rock formation, like those out west with holes to see through, so I could better see an expansive view. When I climb back down, filled with joy, I find myself abandoned by all the people I was with and the bus that brought us gone. These are the two choices my family history's left me with. Yesterday, I had a huge writing victory. My dream reveals that the things you love the most can abruptly be taken away. And so not at the hands of another woman. I am the woman who has regulated my writing life. Buying rather than renting a home was a step towards where I live, not being at the mercy of others. Embracing my love of my craft and nature is not being afraid to let that joyful time become part of my life again. The people I have in my life now will not abandon me. I can write essays or I can write a history book if that's bringing, what brings me joy and allows me to practice my craft. The wisdom of age is knowing I am the only woman that can regulate my desire. I am getting to know her better and better every day and surely can better appreciate and anticipate her tricks. What wisdom, what revelation has the wisdom of age brought to you? Love it. 
Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. What would you answer to that question? Uh, you know, I thought about that when I was reading it, and I would say I think the, the best answer I can come up with is that, and her example is a perfect answer to this, that the stuff that you sweat about, the stuff you worry about in the long run has no meaning because it always works out in the end. Uh-huh. I've never believed that when I was going through my 30s and 40s and 50s, but I can honestly say that. Uh, no matter what happens, I just, I just give it up to God, so to speak, and know that what happens is what's supposed to happen. Uh-huh. So I don't know. And what about you? Mm-hmm. Well, I could answer that. I have a whole host of, um, a plethora of, of uh, answers to that one. But I think most of it is, the, like you said, when you think back of the worry about, you know, what, what your life, what's going to happen, and am I going to make enough money, and am I going to be able to do this, and like, and yeah. and the, and the, you, you you know you just worry about all of those things, and my aunt, like I said this on the show before, my uncle Jack used to always say, "Larry, money issues always work themselves out," and I think it's the mm-hmm. same thing that you just said. Whatever yeah. it is, it yep. it works out. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that, the result is driven by the beliefs that you have about yourself and your own limitations. Mm-hmm. And, and like she said, she went, it's, it's doing what it is that brings you joy. Yes. And you just talked about that, about being out in the back porch and just being in a moment of joy when you're around all of nature. And, and that is really what I think. You know, the wisdom is that I've gained is that when you when you seek joy and you find it, even if it's ten minutes in the presence of a two year old, or you know, or watching animals like you talked about the the kittens, and it's just <laughs> it's the simple things, you know. It's just it's not all that difficult, and money doesn't make all that happen. Yeah. So if you put no. right in the front, my my whole goal in life is to seek joy. You're going to have a good life. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I think that this is also the, you know, it being, you know, not able to be. And and you know, Lynn, I'm a social butterfly. So I like to be and go and do and be around people. And I still like that. But I, I really have liked that, that focusing on being home. And, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's a good place to be. So, um, I like it. So yeah, it's it's peaceful, which is, is what we all need. So yeah, but anyway, well, very so nice story. Something, take a something, break. Something to think about for everybody listening, men and women. What, yeah. What did, you know? What have you learned? What are what what are you less crazy about um, than when you were? I mean, just <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Honor. What are you less hang, crazy hang, about? Yeah. Hang-ups and your, what you look like and what you weigh and what you yeah all those things that you would so be so afraid of and things just don't they're just not you know they're a little bit different so anyway think about that over okay. the weekend everybody and yeah, exactly. we will be back um, with our guest expert of the month Mister of the week mm-hmm. for the month Mister um, Mike McHale from. 
are Betty McHale, LLC, Certified Public Accountants, and we will, we, we will be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. That's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many others. 
And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us is one of our favorite guest experts, Mr. Michael McHale, who is a partner with Barbetti McHale, LLC, a certified public accountant in Dunmore. Mike's office is at 1421 East Drinker Street in Dunmore. And Mike, things have been going strong. Things are happening. It's coming up on a year almost, which, believe it or not, is hard wow. to imagine. Uh, yeah. Right, Mike? Isn't it October or so, right around there? It is. It's the end of September, beginning of October, and it's funny okay. to say that. We uh, we were talking in the office today, and it, it, although it feels like I've been there forever, um, it has only been about 10 months, and it, it's been a great 10 months, great, great people, great firm, excited about the future, uh, but it is. It's shocking that it's, it's only been about 10 months. I know. It seems like we've been doing it, but it seems, you know, it always is, it seems long, but then it seems, it seems like you've been there forever. And then when you think about it, you think, my God, it really isn't that, that long, but it's just how, it's just what happens. If it's the right thing, I think it feels like you've been around for a long time. So that's a good thing. It does. The good people around us, just was saying, I apologize for interrupting the good people that, you know, that I came in with, uh, you know, the experience that I have and brought it in uh, with Mike Barbetti and, and his wife, Donna, has been spectacular. And, and they made me feel at home. And that's probably another big reason why I feel like I've been there forever, because they literally made me feel like family from day one and continue to do so. So it's uh, it's been a great experience for me and the people um, that work there. Uh, it's been a seamless transition. And, uh, and we're we're adding people as we move along, so we're excited. Yeah, and speaking of adding people, we have um, let's talk about one in particular who just started this week, and and someone you know very well. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about our friend, Miss Kim McHale? Um, Mike, tell us a little bit about Kim. Well, you know, obviously she, she's got a special place with me. This is Kim McHale is my wife. And, uh, and yes, she, she joined our firm and I've been trying to get her to join the firm for nine months, believe it or not. Uh, but Kim comes with a, uh, a huge amount of experience and, and fits perfectly into our firm. Quite honestly, without being married to her, I don't think I could have gotten her to come back, uh, to, to work at the, at the firm. Kim comes with about, 25 plus years experience in public accounting. And uh, as I always say to people who don't understand uh, public accounting, I almost look at that like almost dog years because the amount of work that you do in public accounting is, is almost, you have to, you know, expand that by years that he, so she does come with a ton of experience. She's worked with high net individuals. Um, she's done family office stuff. She's run a department at a firm in, out in New Jersey that I used to be a, uh, partner with. Um, she's done, you know, audits, comps, reviews, and done everything and kind of just fit the absolute perfect persona for someone that we would look to, to bring into our firm to help us grow. You know, and again, the one thing that I, I've said in previous sessions that we've, we've spoken about is the thing that I think this firm, and I'm so excited about, is that the people who worked at the firm and still continue to work there, nobody's left, um, come with 25 plus years experience, every single one of them. So when you hire a 
a CPA firm and, and we match up against the other CPA firms, I'm proud to put our name up because the one person or two people or three people who are going to work on your account are going to have 25 plus years experience. So they've seen everything. They've been through the trenches instead of getting someone who just came out of college, which don't get me wrong. We, we all, we were all there and, and we're going to be hiring some new people too. But at least the lead people at every one of our engagements are 25 plus years. So it makes us, I, I think, stand out a little bit more that you're getting an experienced person. Adding Kim just adds to that opportunity to grow our firm a little bit here and there. So we're so excited to have her. It was just She just started on Monday. Uh, she's fitting in great already, and we're, we're excited. We're excited to, to move forward. So, Mike, she commuted to, to New Jersey as well then? I know everybody thinks I'm, I was crazy to do that. Uh, she did it for 15 years. Now, wow. she had a little, bit of, a little bit of a different schedule. I don't want everybody to think both she and I are both nuts. Uh, she, she, would work, uh, <laughs> she would work two or three days from the house um, during tax season. It would be less, but most of the, she, she'd have every other day down in New Jersey, and uh, she'd work from home the other day. So her schedule allowed her to do that. Her clients allowed, allowed her to do that. So it was a little easier. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, the days you have to get up to New Jersey, you're up at 5 a.m. and you don't get home till 8, 9 o'clock. Uh, so it does become a long day. But that firm out there was a great, great firm, is a great, great firm. Uh, and we have nothing but good things to say about it. But I think Kim is happy to be home and happy to be with, with our kids at night and, uh, you know, to, to I guess to have a little bit more of a life. So it's uh, yeah, we're all because- happy. Because speaking of kids, your, your, your oldest graduated from high school back in June, and so he starts at the U, right? Did he start yet, or when will he start his, his new year there? He's, uh, in two weeks, he starts down at the U, and he's going to be staying down there. And believe it or not, he's going into accounting. So we're, all, we're already working on that. Oh, my God. Mike. Should I order the business cards for this kid to next week, do you think? <laughs> he probably wants them already, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, you know what? It's a family deal, so that's what you get. But it must be nice. Um, and what do you say to people, Mike? Because I'm sure people are going to say this. Or Knowing your buddies in Dunmore there, there's no way. Because if they don't say it, I'm saying it. I'm saying it on air. Um So many people have businesses or companies, firms, whatever, where the, uh, you know, the husband and wife work together along with other people. Um, uh, How many, uh, how much razzing have you gotten with, from your buddies in Dunmore about, okay, now your wife's going to be in the firm with you as well. What do you think that's going to be like? What, how do you think, um, so like, I know it's a week and things are going well. How do you think things will blend in? Um, Kim's going to, she's going to be okay with all these um, you know, long-standing people, which you said earlier, which really makes a, a difference in a company. And and Kim coming in there, um, is she a Dunmorian as well? Uh, believe it or not, no. But you know, oh. I, I think she's been allowed. She's mm-hmm. been here long enough that she's from <laughs> North Pocono. So, <laughs> well, that's a good place to be from. You know, it's, it's a good thing. But what do you think? Are you, um, is, this must have been something you had, you had planned and thought out when, when all this took place. So I'm sure it's kind of um, neat in a way and knowing that she's no longer has to do that commute regardless of how many times a week. It's a different story as a mom. Um, you know, she can look at things a little bit 
um, you know, much more um, central, located, more here and, and present than having to yeah. make that trip on a couple of day basis. Well, you know what? It, 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 there are a couple of questions that to, to answer, and all of them good. I mean, like Kim and I—I I actually met Kim uh, back, uh, you know, another lifetime ago at Perny Randolph. Those who don't know what that is, is not now yeah. Baker Tilly. It's a national. Firm. I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lynn. I, I, I spoke to mm-hmm. one. We had an intern today, and it was his last day, and I was speaking to him. He didn't know what Perny Randolph was, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm dating good myself, boy. but. But we yeah. did meet there, and you know, long story short, I moved out to work at a firm in Jersey, and uh, did very well. And Kim ended up joining me. We've worked together. My point is, we worked together uh, all of our lives together, uh, and, uh-huh. and do it very, very well. So uh, it's almost second nature to us. And I thought inevitably when when I got into this firm that Kim would join because she's she's uh, wait till you guys meet her, and I think she's going to join us next month when we speak, but she's just a, a cap, captivating person. Um, you know, just, just everybody likes her and she's very, very good with people. And on top of that, she comes with a ton of experience. So I couldn't have been a better fit. She gets along with everybody. The, the transition into our office is going to be seamless and it already is. I can tell already, but she's just got that personality that she fits in with everybody. And, um, you know, and everybody's going to love her at the firm too. We are all in this. The, the firm, as much as we are, you know, 12, 13 people individually, um, Mike Barbetti and Donna have made this a family. And I joined this family and Kim's joining this family. Uh, and it, nothing's changing. We all stick together. We really do work for the benefit of our clients. I hate to sound like a billboard to know me, know, knows that I'm <laughs> a seller, but I'm excited to present our firm uh, to new clients, to, to get to get in with a family held company and then see the difference of having someone who you have their cell phone number uh, at all times to come in and talk to you about any issues going on with your firm, to, whether it be profitability to a transition to a new ownership, uh, you know, to, to mergers and acquisitions. We could do it all. And, and, you know, with the experience that we have in our firm, I'd put us up against just about anybody. And I'm proud to do that. And, you know, adding Kim and, and, you know, all the, 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 you know, I can get a little ribbing here or there. I don't with my friends because everybody knows that I, I met her at, at the firm. And quite frankly, I could say it, you know, in public that I, I'll kick my coverage. And uh, I, she, she's a, a great, great woman and I'm happy to be with her. And she's, she's just tremendous, both professionally and personally. She's great. Well, that's quite oh. the endorsement. I love that, Mike. That's, yes. a, that's a good thing. And and obviously, you have to know that because, Mike, you're a smart yeah. guy. You've been doing this now almost, well, about 10 months. You knew you would have to know um, how this was going to affect or not the firm and the people there. And obviously, um, knowing the type of person Kim is and her skill and her uh, competence, that it, it, this was, you know, well thought out and well yeah. done and getting her in there, um, you know, to, it's not like it was just like she was a pushover. It took her a while. You know, it's like, how long did it take before she said she'd go on a date with you, Mike? It's going to be about the same thing before she says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting at your firm. But Good question. that's terrific. <laughs> it's terrific. It, and I hope she does come it, next week because we would love to meet her next month. Yeah, no, and she definitely will. And 
uh, you know, the, the, the dating thing, it probably was a little longer wait getting her to work here. Uh, because, you know, she and I both have always the same concern. We want to make sure that, you know, we, we could afford bringing this person on, that person on. And we don't want to grow too quick, but we want to make sure we have the assets available for our clients, whether it be the existing or new clients. And uh, we are in, in lockstep right there to make sure that, you know, that's our number one goal, just to make sure that everybody at our firm is going to be uh, taken care of and every one of our clients is going to be taken care of. It's priority number one to us as much as, you know, we could sit and joke. That literally is a priority to us. Every night we talk about that. So it's, uh, it, it, she is a, a perfect fit for a perfect time. Uh, I wish she came six months ago. Yes, it would have made my life that much easier, but uh, we're growing and we're, we're happy to have her. We're lucky to have her. To get someone with that experience uh, to come into a firm, um, she, she's, she's worth the money, believe it. There you go. Well, Mike, um, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you uh, or Kim or anyone at the firm. Yeah, we are, uh, as, as we opened up, we are uh, Barbetti McHale LLC, 1421 East Drinker Street, uh, on the top of Drinker Street as you get on to 380 and 80. Uh, perfect in between 81, 80, and 380. Everybody always says an 84. We're right there. So and that's in Dunmore, 570-346-2057. We'll get Kim, myself, or anybody else at the firm. We'd be happy to, to speak to anybody uh, looking for opportunities. Good. Well, good luck to you, to Kim. We can't wait to meet her and everybody else, all of our friends up there at Barbetti McHale LLC. So, Mike, thank you. Have a very good weekend. And everyone else listening, enjoy your weekend. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. Bye.